everyone and welcome to this week's episode of We're Spinning Plates. I'm Kira, And I'm Em. And this is the last episode of the season. I feel like we've filmed this season across such a long time. <laughs> it's definitely been, I think, a learning curve. Because obviously when we did the first season, season I say in inverted commas, is it inverted yeah. commas, those little funny Yeah, years? that's the one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We never intended on it being like a season, which is why it was the longest podcast season ever to exist. Um, And so when we went into like recording this one and planning it, we didn't know how far in advance to do it, which means you've pretty much seen all seasons of the year in this one season. I think think we've definitely got kind of a a system for how we want to learn from this (laughs) and record next time. But it's been so fun. I've really enjoyed like not only having guests because that's been such a big part of this podcast this season but also knowing in advance like a structure for what we're going to talk about it's been really fun no I agree I think having the episodes a bit more structured was definitely needed after like 36 weeks or whatever of like you know pretty much consecutive just like coming up with a topic every week it was like a little bit difficult to think of something that was like valuable and interesting every yeah. week so I think this has definitely been better but next time I think we'll try and record them <laughs> a little bit more uh close to the time that we'll actually launch them I think we got like first guest season panic and like we did not yeah. want to risk anything going wrong so we filmed that first guest episode literally ages ago and Jay was like saying to me because he obviously um edits the podcast for us he's like you're talking about things like Love Island that are literally like so so irrelevant now and I'm like yeah oops yeah but I guess that's kind of the point like it ties into the theme of this podcast is that no one really knows what they're doing and linked to that we didn't know what we were doing here either but I hope it's been an enjoyable season I've really enjoyed recording the episodes it's been as I say so nice to have a focus and so great to have a range of people that we really admire on with us yeah I agree it's been really really fun um and as per usual if you do have any sort of requests for either topics or guests that you'd like us to try and secure for the next season then <laughs> obviously just send us a message on our instagram at we're spinning plates because it's always fun to hear some input from the people who are actually listening to the podcast so definitely I think it's we tried to cover quite a few bases with our guests so instead of like just thinking of people we were thinking of topics that we wanted to cover so yeah as Kira says it doesn't have to be a guest kind of request (laughs) a guest request (laughs) Um, I'm so happy about that (laughs) it can also just be something that you want to hear us discuss with another person's opinion there too because that's fun as well so shall we start off this this kind of is the roundup episode so in the theme of that let's just do a massive roundup do you want to start off with your high and low i would love to um i'm not gonna lie (laughs) i would actually (laughs) i would love to thanks so much for asking um i don't know what my high is gonna be so that's gonna evolve as i'm saying what my low is gonna be so um the low (laughs) happened just this morning so I think I mentioned a couple of episodes ago that I started getting my nails done and I'm loving it it's amazing um however this morning I tried to move the coffee table and kind of like slipped like you know when you try and grab something and you just don't have a good enough grip on it and then like I 
twanged it up and with it came off like three of my gel nails no i'll, I'll see if you can oh, like see the, the chips really the, sad yeah i can see that um it's depressing it is i was like when are you I getting keep... them redone tomorrow so like, okay. oh, wow the it's, timing as it goes it could have been a lot worse but i do find to like the reason i've not painted my nails in so long is because i hate chipped nail varnish i think it's so um unappealing to look at when it's like on your own hands you're like god i'm so lazy why have i still got this on um yeah however gel nails they do stay on for a lot longer and you don't have to worry about that but both times i've had them done recently um it's chipped like the week before i'm getting the right. nails done so i'm not too sad but also i'm a bit sad so. i mean if it if it makes you feel any better i started off this season with really nice nails and now look what they've descended to so uh, as usual i find nail biting the hardest habit to kick i do actually think it's an anxiety thing you know i've started um therapy over the last few weeks and i'm realizing how much of a hold anxiety has over my life and i think i really think it extends to nails i mean i think nail biting is quite commonly seen as like a an anxiety related thing i luckily have never been a nail biter only like if out of necessity like if i'm out i don't have a nail file and my nails like caught on something and then i'll just bite it to get yeah like even it out but I've never been like a a habitual nail biter I do like pick like at my skin or like uh, fiddle with my hair a lot that's kind of like my habit but um nails not so much um but yeah so that's definitely a low because I'm just I keep looking at them and every time I look down at my hands I'm like god's sake why did you do that (laughs) (laughs) at least it'll be fixed tomorrow you'll have pretty nails again what design are we going for tomorrow so this is like the big question and I've been asking myself this question quite a lot recently but I think I don't know if you've seen people with like a kind of like wave design oh I have because I think I've ordered a phone case in the exact same design (laughs) so it's kind of like I'm gonna have like a nude base kind of like a pinky nude then in like a more obvious pink color I'm gonna have like a bit of a wave to one side of the nail and then there's kind of like a thinner gold line that'll be going next to it that's the vibe I've got so I like the idea of that um I might put a picture on Instagram to show them off when I'm done so yeah that's that will be that if we were filming this tomorrow that would probably be the high of the week um I guess I'm gonna go with a premature high of the week and that is that I'm currently as we speak making uh chocolate caramel shortbreads for my bake-off vegan bake-along um and I love it. So this week was caramel week and I was nervous because caramel, I think, is hard for anyone, but also even harder <laughs> when you've got like to take into account the the change of ingredients being yeah. like vegan because I think caramel is such a like a science experiment essentially. And so it's not like other things of vegan baking where you can just be like, oh, I'll just swap to the vegan alternative because vegan like cream or vegan butter that you would use in caramel, like they're a much higher water content. So that could kind of like throw right. the whole thing off. So it's a premature hike because it might not work. <laughs> However, I've just made the like shortbread base bit that came out of the oven just before we started um, filming this and it smells really nice and I know I'm pretty good at biscuits. So like that bit I'm not worried about. It's only the caramel bit that I'm worried yeah. about. Do you know what that that reminded me of? So I don't know, obviously, I was about to say I don't know if you did, but obviously you did. Watch Bake Off this week. I feel like Caramel Week, things just 
hit the fan. Shit hit the fan. But it really was like, we were cracking up at how George started off the episode with like, I'm like secretly smug. And then he went into the episode and just, like with George in every episode, Aww. I'm really going to miss him because it was really amusing. I, I actually just became, went wrong. Like, at first... I have to admit, right, George, he got lucky in how far he got through Bake Off. <laughs> he did. In that he was, like, pretty much bottom two every week, but he was just deemed to be the least bad of the two yeah. bad ones. So he got quite lucky. However, obviously that's in the grand scheme of, like, he's up against a group of, like, yeah. really good bakers. It's not to say he's a bad baker. But at first, in the first few weeks where, like, someone who I would have wanted to stay went instead of him, I was like... That's ridiculous. Why is he still there? But then the more I've like gotten to see his personality, I'm like, I really yeah. like him. I he do was think a good also, one of the group. He did spend the first couple of weeks only really talking about Cyprus, and I'm like, all right, we get it. Everything's inspired <laughs> by Cyprus. But I think as the weeks went on, he started showing more of his personality, and I really yeah. liked him. So I think um, here yeah. you could tell that him and Amanda had quite like a strong connection. So the fact that they went out, like they didn't have to spend too much time without each other's company, I was like, that's yeah, heartwarming. No, that actually that worked quite well. Um, also on like the subject of Bake Off friends, I'm loving how, I don't know if you've seen, but like Lizzie and Freya are like BFFs. Yes, I was so sad when Freya went. We didn't discuss this, were you sad? I was very sad because I do think it was a bit of a fix. Like I really don't think she did the worst of that week. Like that was another example. Yeah, we were shocked. Like I think, you know, was it her best week? Probably not, but also she wasn't the worst one there, definitely. Like I think, she could have definitely made it another week. And I would have loved to see her do pastry week because I think, yeah. like, vegan pastry is, like, quite a challenge. And I, I do think um, it would have been fun to see her take on that. But they both, uh, her and Lizzie, got, like, matching Bake Off tattoos, which I thought was Did cute. Did they? <laughs> oh, I didn't know they that. Got, it was, really like, cute. on, like, um, it was, like, a whisk. And then from the whisk handle was, like, um, some, like, script writing. So Freya's was, like, GBBO, and then Lizzie got finesse. Um, ah, I, I love that. that. I saw that on TikTok, and I didn't get why she'd got finesse, and then we watched this week, and I was like, ah. Yeah, finesse. yeah. Lizzie really makes me laugh, and I just I just love that she's such a strong scouser. She just makes me laugh. She's um, So, by the time we start a new season, I think it's pretty much guaranteed um, that Bake Off will be over. So, yes. I think right now we should take a moment and predict top four who's, i can't remember do you find is, out who's second or is it just like number one then there's the other two and then there's fourth so in the final there's only three yeah but do they announce so, second and third no it's kind of like sometimes it's obvious but okay you only know three so let's let's predict who we think is going to be in the final okay i see this is really difficult because i think i obviously jürgen and giuseppe yeah. I think are going to be, if it did have first and second, it would be between them. However, yeah. Chiggs and Christelle, I think they've had so much like improvement. And that's really, I think for me, when watching it is what Bake Off is about. And so I can't really predict who's going to go out of them first. I think, personally, I think Christelle has more chance of making it to the final. Yeah. Because Chiggs only started baking in the last year. It's so, so I think, impressive. You know, as they get further through the weeks, like... 
things start getting more technical and probably like drawing on more and more like you know baking knowledge and experience and I think he's probably got more chance to trip up there just through like sheer lack of experience um however next week is free from week and a lot of bakers don't you know typically do gluten-free baking or dairy-free or egg-free if they don't have to so I think it could throw things out you know like people might perform worse than you'd expect because they're not used to baking with those kinds of ingredients yeah I think one thing that I've noticed on Bake Off I don't know if you'd agree with this um and I'm not necessarily sure that I agree with it is that like when they choose who goes out it seems like it's entirely based on that week. So, like, for example, with Freya, she did not deserve to go at that point, I don't think. But because she maybe had a bad week, she went. Um, And I can't remember. Oh, yeah, I can remember I was going with this. So, as you say, that could throw things completely out. And if they're doing it in that kind of system, it could be anyone that goes. It literally could. Like, I can't imagine that they would ever send Jürgen or Giuseppe. Like, they're obviously like destined for the final and they would have to do something horrific to get sent home but between Lizzie, Chiggs and Christelle I think it's it's oh I forgot Lizzie was still in yeah (laughs) I forgot about that so it's it's anyone's game at this point Um, yeah I I think think as well Lizzie's downfall will be on like aesthetic and again I think their standards for that get higher as the competition continues so yeah I do think if it was like based on where they are and it was taken into account the history and the different episodes, not just based week by week. I think Lizzie would probably maybe go next. And then yeah. Chicks and Christelle, I don't know. And then obviously Giuseppe and Jürgen are just... I think they're like neck and neck, really amazing bakers. I know. So. It seems to be like, you know, Jürgen will have a couple of really good weeks and then Giuseppe will have a really yeah. good couple of weeks. And then it's like, it's it's tight. It really is. Um, Personally, I love them both, but I am on team Jürgen. I have to be. If I was choosing out of any of them, I think I'd be on Team Christelle. I just think she's come such a long way. And also, I really love how sentimental her bakes are. You know when they all tell the story? Yeah, I was saying this yesterday to Jay when we watched it. Um, I say yesterday. It was several days ago. I don't know why I said yesterday. But when we were watching it, I said, if I went on Bake Off... I would have such like boring reasons for the reason of what I'm baking. Like I'm baking this because it sounds nice, not yeah. because my granddad decided that it was his favorite flavor and it's in his memoriam. I'm like, obviously that's really nice, but I'm like, how did these people have so many yeah. family like stories related to food? I'm like, the only thing I could think of, like my grandma and granddad always had a really great store of ice cream in the freezer. So if they ever had an ice cream week, then I'd have a great way to be uh, inspired by them. But aside from that, I'm like, yeah, that sounds like a nice flavor combination. Let's do it. Yeah, it's, I would not perform well on Bake Off. I can only <laughs> bake one thing, that is chocolate cookies. If anyone remembers the Tanya Burr recipe for chocolate cookies. That's wow, <laughs> That's the one I use every time and I just change up what I chuck in there, like, I'm going to try Toblerone ones or Toblerone, however you say it, um, in the run-up to Christmas, but that's the I'm only sorry. thing I can bake. I've never heard anyone say Toblerone. <laughs> well, okay, so I say it Toblerone, but I feel like every time I say something that is a debatable pronunciation, I always get it wrong, so I was just throwing it in there to be safe. I didn't even know that that, like, it hadn't even crossed my mind that Toblerone was debatable. I thought that was, like, standard. <laughs> yeah, but how do you do say either? the chocolate bar that's D-A-I-M? Dime. Okay, yeah, if you say, I say, okay. I say dime, but other people say diam, and I'm like, eh? I thought you were eh? going to say dame. <laughs> no, diam, and I'm like, oh, sorry, diam, sorry, what? 
<laughs> Sorry. Don't think so. <laughs> Anyway. Uh, yeah, I feel like the pronunciation game has not been... I've not hit it hard this this season. Yeah, I just hit it wrong. wrong. Yeah. yeah, I've hit it, I've hit it soft. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and on that um, note, what's your high and low? <laughs> okay, so my high of the week is technically, like, from last week, but we did skip a week of recording, so yeah. because nothing particularly high has happened this week, I'm going to choose it. So, did you hear about the Little York ghost hunt? Yes, I did. Mostly through you, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> so, basically, York is known as like the most haunted place in the UK, for anyone that doesn't know that about York. And there's a shop on the Shambles, which is this famous street in York, that is called the York Ghost Merchants. And they sell these little... Each one's unique. They make them like above the shop. They're little tiny... Are they made of... Are they ceramic? I don't know. Little don't tiny know. ghosts. Um, they're so cute. <laughs> and then every week, uh, I think it's like the ha- Halloween half-term, they do across four days they'll hide a hundred ghosts around the York Minster and in that area um, and if you find one you get to keep it and me and Ben went for it like it just seemed like I mean I'm not rich so anything that's fun and free I'm like yeah let's do it nice. it was free it was two minutes from our house our flat Love not it. a house I wish it was a house um, <laughs> and it was just something that if we moved away from York ever you'd never do that anywhere else. So we were like, let's go for it. Let's do it. And I, I was expecting there to be maybe a handful of people. I think there was above a thousand each night <gasps> searching for these hundred ghosts. Like, Did you find any? Yeah, we both found one. Oh, um, cute. But it really, like the first night I was, because I didn't know what to expect. I really convinced myself we were going to find one and we didn't find one on the first night. Oh. And it was just, it was heartbreaking. Ben said that if we hadn't found one on the second night, he was going to buy one and then hide it so I'd find it so I could feel like, and I wouldn't know that he'd bought it. Which, oh. <laughs> <laughs> there are a lot of different ways to be romantic and I think that's a pretty good one in my, in my brain. Yeah, my little ghost brain. Pr- protecting you from feeling like a failure. That's always yeah, nice. Yeah, um, so, yeah. So, yeah, I do agree that's a nice little like tradition I don't know if we ever talked about it on the podcast but when our friend Sarah had her birthday we went to Ripley Castle I think it was and there's a village surrounding that area that had um something about pigs like they was obsessed with pigs <laughs> I offended someone on YouTube by saying it was freaky because it was really freaky and they were like it's not freaky you just don't understand and I'm like no it was really freaky um, because there was like these paper mache pigs that was like a pig head human body like in a mannequin Whoa. style thing and then the pigs were all like dressed up so there was like a Dolores Umbridge pig there was like a um Indiana Jones pig there was like a ghost pig but like they looked so creepy and they were like all over um and like that is not a tradition that I would want to ever experience um but the ghost but it thing is, is yeah nice. it is funny <laughs> how like places have these kind of symbols is it a symbol i remember when liverpool was the capital of culture and it did all of the lamb bananas do you remember that um and there were these sculptures and i think they must have been designed by an artist and like it was the head and like front legs of a lamb and then the tail was a banana and they all had (laughs) i think there was like hundreds and they all had different designs printed on them by different artists and they were like life size and they were hidden around um liverpool and you could do like a lamb banana trail i remember doing it with my grandparents (laughs) and then after the capital of culture year i think this is right you could just they auction them off and now someone in our village at home has a massive one in their garden (laughs) as you do i mean that's cool i don't think leeds has anything like that so i know 
Um, it's a, it's a whole new world for me experiencing all these weird. Uh, Some something I do think that Leeds does, which is quite a nice tradition, and I don't know if it's just Leeds, is Leeds Light Night, which I didn't go to this year, but I do like that. What? Me and Jay, we hate Leeds Light Night. <laughs> we hate it. <laughs> what? what? So I remember once. It wasn't once. It was well. It was once. Mm, reverse. <laughs> Backtrack. <laughs> Boop. Okay, so um. In sixth form, just before me and Jay had started, like, officially going out, we were kind of, like, seeing each other. I had a friend and she was doing a, like, media and also an RA level and her teacher was like, go out and do these lights night um, and get some nice pictures and all that kind of stuff. And me and Jay, we went along with her and it was the most boring thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Congratulations, you've projected onto a building. I'm like, wow, <laughs> that's great. Love it. And um, it's just, I don't get it. So, I've... We've since, that's one of our shared passions, is passionate hatred. I did not know this about you. I mean, I didn't go, (laughs) but I know that that's something that Leeds does. I definitely think that York has the cutest one, though, because now they're, like, sat on my windowsill and I got to keep them. And people queue for that little York ghost shop. Literally, It's nice to have, like, a memento of it as well. And they have numbers on the bottom, so you know which number that you found. It's just something so, like, novel to me. And I love little cute things, and what's cuter than a little... Cute ghost. I'm glad so, you both found one so that they can keep each other company. I know, yeah. It it was, I think I'm going to put it on my CV because it seemed like the odds were so slim. <laughs> so we yeah, were you like, did it. Yeah. Are you confident I mean, that Ben definitely didn't buy them and hide them? Well, <laughs> the numbers do look like the handwriting that everyone else posted on Instagram. Unless yeah. he's like and, a master sleuth and he's like, yeah. right, I need to get this right. And also he would have had to deface them because the ones they sell in the shop are like perfect <laughs> conditions. And the right. ones that they hide are like called ragamuffins where they have tiny... Oh, I know, I know. That's the have, breed of cat that Oscar is, a ragamuffin. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Um, and they have tiny imperfections, so he would have literally had to like poke a hole in them, which seems a bit pointless. So if he you, had to be committed to the lie. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think it was maybe one of those things that you say after the fact that you know you won't have to do it because it sounds romantic, but the actual process might not have happened. So right. we'll just let you. we'll just let him sit with that one. Um, so <laughs> low of the week. What was I gonna say for low of the week? Oh yeah, okay. So slightly ties into what we talked about with Sarah in our food episode. I very rarely try new recipes. Like, <laughs> and when I say this, I mean so rarely. Like, I have a repertoire that I can do, do it quite well, I'd say, and then never really branch out. I tried a new recipe this week, and it just did not look anything like the picture. It didn't taste awful, but also it's so annoying when it doesn't taste. Like, it doesn't look like the picture. What was the recipe? It was Mob Kitchen, because Sarah Cause talked Sarah. about it, yeah. um, and it was their fajita linguine. So it's essentially Ooh. like all the things you'd put in fajitas but pasta. with linguine, and it's got cream cheese in it. And it did taste nice, but it just kind of looked a bit like a dog's dinner, and you know, it's not been a particularly bad week, so that'll, that I'm going to settle for that That's, as my low. Yeah. Yeah. In a way, it's always nice when you struggle to find your low. Like, yeah. that's when you know it's been a nice couple of weeks. So, yeah. um, the fact that you just said linguine has just led me to think about a, a TikTok that I have really been enjoying. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but essentially it's a couple, a married couple, where the mm-hmm. husband is Italian and the wife is American. Um, 
and the wife is always trying to like trigger her husband by, like, <gasps> I've seen it yeah seen it. by like saying the wrong like names for pasta shapes or like or, breaking like, up the spaghetti before she puts pasta, it in yeah. or trying to order like cheap takeaway pizza with pineapple on or I think she did one where she ate pasta with ketchup which is something that I would do um, and <laughs> he was literally name. disgusted by it it's so funny um, so I really enjoy them as a TikTok couple a lot <laughs> do you know what I was thinking this this morning in bed, but since I've had to start making TikToks at work, I haven't looked or scrolled through TikTok in months, and I feel like there's a gaping hole in my life. Yeah, I I had that at one point. Like, I stopped going on TikTok for a while, and then I started again, and I've never looked back. So, um, <laughs> it's just so fun. Also, like, it's where I get my daily updates from Pot Roast the Cat, so... Um, I can't not go on TikTok, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. Hot Roast um, has some really cute hats and also outfits. And she wore a, a builder, like a, what's the word? A helmet, like a yellow helmet <laughs> for Halloween. And also she got like a Starbucks apron. <laughs> so she was a barista. It's amazing. I love her so much it's great did you do anything for halloween because i feel like we've completely bypassed halloween by skipping a week of recording so um no i didn't do anything i bought loads of sweets for trick-or-treaters and got none <laughs> none not Were a they vegan single at least one. so you can um, eat them some of them were some of them weren't but obviously jay can eat all of it because we got um like some chocolate which obviously isn't vegan you know like the yeah. little fun size cadbury and then also skittles which i mostly wanted to eat myself and now i can so. <laughs> i feel like that's always the way with things like that my mom always says that when you get things in for trick-or-treaters they never come and then the mm. years when you forget you get all like the whole village <laughs> comes and knocks on your door um, but no, I couldn't believe it. It was bad weather on Halloween night, so I thought maybe that put people off. But I was expecting to get at least a couple, but no, none. Yeah. Not a single person. I have to say, like... <coughs> just lost my voice. <laughs> I have to say that I really much prefer, like, the cosy autumn vibes than the Halloween vibes. Like, the little ghost hunt was as close to Halloween-ness yeah. I, as I got. I'm not much of a, a Halloween person. Like, I've never really been, like, massively into trick-or-treating or anything like that. Like, I know yeah. some people go all out for it or they'll go to, like, them scare fests and things like that. And the closest I get to that is, like, reading a Stephen King book in October. Yeah, um, I mean, that's better than I me. enjoy. <laughs> I do enjoy it, but, yeah, my autumn aesthetic would be, like, the cosy vibes, mm-hmm. candles, all that kind of stuff. But really, now I'm, like, I'm all about Christmas. Yeah. I mean... My Halloween consisted of eating spiced apple cake, which I feel like you would have enjoyed. Mm, yeah. Um, and having a cat called Pumpkin sit on my knee, which oh, I would say that's Halloween-y. Yeah. I love that. I love the name Pumpkin. I when So you know we have a rabbit, Gatsby, legend. Um, and we used <laughs> to have uh, Willow, Gatsby's BFF and life partner, but she sadly died this year. Um, but when we were going to pick Willow up, I had in my mind I wanted a small ginger rabbit called pumpkin that's what i wanted um however we then got there and i saw little tiny willow with her blue eyes and i was like oh no never mind you pumpkin i'm getting this one Um, (laughs) willow was so adorable but yeah no the cat was called pumpkin i like coincidentally went to the cat cafe on halloween and it sat on my knee so i was like these are all the autumn vibes that i need to fulfill my halloweenness i don't need Mm -hmm. Halloween, this is definitely not a word, but I've made it one. I definitely don't need scary films or scare fests. As you say, it is all about Christmas. I'm not going to lie. I've, like, almost finished my Christmas shopping. I'm on it. 
<gasps> what? Oh my god, I know. see, because so this weekend is Jay's birthday, it's the 7th of November. Um, and I little really shout out, birthday shout out to yeah, Jay, the editor. Jay. Um, but yeah, so I can't really ever think about Christmas until that's yeah, done. Until that's you over. Know how your birthday situation works with like your family and everything, but I've got like both my brother and sister have their birthdays in October, so does one of Jay's sisters, and then he has his birthday at the beginning of November. And once all of that is out of the way, then I can start Christmas shopping. Yeah, I feel like, so ours is all, like, me and my dad are in April, my mum and my sister are in August, Ben's in September, so then there's just so much yeah. of a year to look forward to Christmas. So really, and once you get your September pay, you can start yeah, shopping I like, Christmas. just go for it. Uh, and also, any listeners that were here last Christmas will remember that my Christmas last year was a pile of shit. And I was in my bedroom with COVID. Uh, so this so year, sad. I feel like I just really want a nice Christmas. And so it's all I can think about. Literally all I can think about. Yeah. we've Me and my brother have been thinking about our plans for Christmas Day. Um, because as children... Um, our parents were and still are divorced um and they were like divorced from like when like my brother was probably less than one or something like that like they, mm-hmm. they for as long as we can remember so all of our christmases were always like organized for us like we'd have you know christmas day at my dad's one year and our mum's yeah. next year and we'd obviously then celebrate christmas with the other parent like either the day before or after christmas something like that i think it would have to be after because i don't think my mum would ever stand for doing christmas before christmas because that would just be wrong <laughs> plain wrong um but yeah, you reminded so me of ed Miliband then it's just wrong it's just not cool um so anyway um we would do that and it was it was really nice you know you get two christmases love that for us but then now as adults suddenly we're bearing the burden of having families yeah. that are separated because now you want to see everyone now that it's your choice you don't want to not see people on christmas day but it becomes such a minefield of like how do we organize the yeah journey and so you know in the grand scheme of things we all live in the same county but <laughs> My dad is in, like, in Tadcaster, I'm in York, Cav's in Garforth, my mum's in the Dales, <laughs> and then Jay's parents are, you know, like, quite near Cav's house, actually. So it's like, we're all kind of, like, starting Don't, at different yeah. spots, and then travelling round and figuring out, like, what's best, where to eat Christmas dinner. So it will be fine on the day, but we've, because of how much planning needs to go into it, we're starting to think about it early, <laughs> so... <laughs> has to be done I feel like yeah I am quite lucky in the fact that well I guess this year is kind of weird because like I live with Ben but we are going home to separate families and then congregating like after for a celebration with my family when he's there that's what my Um, brother and his girlfriend always do so yeah it's just one it's just one of those situations where it's hard to know what to do but in terms of my family we're all kind of in one household or yeah Rachel's at university but she can come back if you remember Mm -hmm. Rachel from the sister episode shout out to you Rachel um and then I can just go back there I've booked quite a lot of time off this year so I'm gonna have a really long Christmas break and well where I work you get from like Christmas Eve so including Christmas Eve until the 4th just off and it's not annual leave like you just get it I suppose because you work in in a university university yeah they they do juicy christmas breaks to university so that's quite nice i am hashtag blessed and i am really looking forward to it because i feel like i just really need the break i don't know what it is about this time Mm -hmm. of year but everything feels very hectic no i agree it is a bit of a weird time of year but um i i don't know how much annual leave i've got actually because i 
I suppose there's one one thing to mention because we started this season with you talking about your new job is oh, yeah. I actually Colin, have a new Colin, job. Colin from sat here talking about all of this random stuff when you started a new job. Yeah, I've started a new job. It's kind of ironic because you just left marketing for the charity sector and I just yeah. popped right on in. Um, so I'm working for the charity uh, Beat, which is the big eating disorder charity in the UK so very exciting obviously if you've listened to like previous episodes you'll know that that's something that I'm like interested in and care about in general so I was very very happy yeah. to get this job it's still the same stuff still digital marketing all the stuff that I would have been doing in my last job if you've ever heard us talk about careers and what we do at work but new industry completely and I'm very very excited about it but I do think whenever you start a job at like this time of year, it's always weird because you end up with like quite minimal annual leave left because they do it obviously yeah. pro rata. Whereas if I'd have been in a job all year, I would like intentionally have saved yeah. some leave for the end of the year because I know I'd prefer to use it at Christmas time. So I think I'll still have a fair bit off and major benefit of my new job is that the whole oh, organization so jealous is <laughs> trialing a four-day work week so you get paid full-time they're considering four days to be full-time hours so that means that I always get a three-day weekend which means that even though I have slightly less annual leave than I would have had just because I've not like been able to save it up at this place yeah. yet I still get quite a bit of time off which is lovely I think it's such an interesting thing that some workplaces are trialing that because I genuinely think that having a four-day work week, like if I envisaged the tasks I do in a week, I, I think I'd be more productive on those four days and feel so much more rested after a three-day weekend. Yeah, it's kind of like wild. To, I've, I've been there for three weeks now and I really do feel like you do so much more in those four days and like instead of you know not to say that you're like twiddling your thumbs at a five day a week job but I think you know it's rare that you have like five days where you are equally as busy on all five of those days yeah and you know I think most places you could jam pack four days be super productive and then have like a nicer like longer rest period and for me I'm finding it's working really well they've been trialing it for like a few months now and across the organization it seems like it works really well and because everyone's on the same schedule it means that like you're all kind of like in that same mindset of like getting yeah. everything done um, and it, it seems to be working really well so yeah I've started a new job um, and I'm loving it but yeah um, it does mean I don't really know what I'm doing with Christmas yet Christmas, <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> I just think it's just like so nice to soak up this time of year I've had mm. my first Starbucks peppermint hot chocolate which I think Love always for me, that. it's not like one of their specific Christmas drinks, which I do want to try because they've got a caramel waffle latte, which yes, I'm all about. I have seen, I've seen that. And they also have a couple of other ones that sound nice as well that you can, I think most, most of their Christmas drinks can be veganized, like with like a couple of adjustments, which is nice for yeah. me. That <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of vegan obsessions, I feel like um, lately I've become much more aware of just kind of little sustainable choices I can make. And so I've been making like a switch to some vegan, pro vegan products. Mm -hmm. And the hip chocolate is the nice, I think it's the nicest chocolate I've ever had. You know the oh, one yeah. that I sent? I think I DM'd you their Instagram account one time. Uh, it's like oat, okay. it's oat milk chocolate. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen them like, I, I saw them make a dig at Cadbury's because Cadbury's is bringing out a <laughs> vegan chocolate. And I think they were like, oh, finally Cadbury's. We've been doing this for years or whatever it was. Um, but no, yeah. I, uh, 
I do love vegan chocolate. I have to say, one of my favourite vegan chocolates, right, is just the Sainsbury's own vegan white chocolate. Ooh. Um, it's the most creamy vegan white chocolate that I've had because a lot of vegan white chocolate just tastes like super cheap and just like sugary and like yeah. a bit oily but just like not like not milky bar level which is what you're going for um but the Sainsbury's one they used to do buttons and I think they've discontinued them which is very very sad but then Jay found me they had like a bag of like baking uh, white chalk chips which are basically like the buttons but just tiny and <laughs> I'm very very into them so <laughs> 10 points today for finding that. I know, what a legend. <laughs> um, I genuinely think, though, that this chocolate will ch- change your life. Like, a strip of it, a strip of it, a line of it, what's it called? A row of it. I'd a row say, of it. yeah, a row, yeah, um, Dipped in the Yorkshire biscuit tea. Oh, Ooh. honestly, I think it's Dipping my chocolate in tea is, is such an elite move. It is really I know. nice. It's, and it's also, the best. I love dipping biscuits in tea. However, with biscuits in tea, you've always got that risk of like, how long do you dip for before it falls yeah. off and then you're inevitably left with a mushy pile of biscuit at the bottom of your cup. Yep. Whereas with chocolate, it's a lot more controlled. You're just melting. Yeah. You know, there's no disaster. And if it did fall in, it would just melt. You just have a chocolate tea. Anything. Yeah. So, it's, yeah. Um, it's, it has changed my life so much so that this morning I bulk ordered like their wholesale <laughs> amount of chocolate. <laughs> Wow. I mean, if you're gonna, if you really love it, then you might as well, and then you've just got a nice stock for ages. Yeah, it's hard to find. I feel like it's making its way into stockists. Mm -hmm. The reason I tried it is because I got the Books That Matter subscription box. I'm not subscribed to, like, the whole box, but they did, like, a eco-feminism box, and I really wanted to read the book. So I bought the box because it had, like, some of those, um, what are they called? Cotton pads that you take your makeup off. They had the The reusable reusable ones of those. Um, It had a completely vegan like and plastic free lip balm in and then it had that chocolate and mm. I'm never gonna look back honestly game changer that. it sounds delightful um <laughs> seeing as we're talking about Christmas earlier I thought it would be good to talk about um advent calendars I feel like we've maybe oh. touched on oh. these a little bit but yeah I mean the problem I'm having is like I want so many and like yeah. I'm like you know I'm only one person so First up, I have bought from Bluebird Tea a tea advent calendar. I did a tea advent calendar last year. I shared it in my vlogs and the segment was called Here's the Tea and I'm definitely going to be doing that again this <laughs> It was excellent content, can I confirm. loved it. However, what I had last year was a, I think it was Tea Pigs was the brand and yeah. they were nice however they didn't really make it like festive themed there was a couple of festive teas yeah but then they also had some like really summery ones and even disgustingly cold brew and i'm like what the hell is this i remember the outrage at the cold brew it's bloody december so this year i have gone on recommendation of people who got the, the bluebird tea one last year because apparently this one is like all festive teas which i'm super excited for amazing so, i've got their the gingerbread got. chai in my cupboard mm. and it is really really delicious yeah i had... you go <laughs> I've, I've had some of their teas before but not loads but i've only heard good things about them so i'm very excited about it yeah i did see that one but it's getting out of control like i have three advent <laughs> calendars already (laughs) what else have you got so obviously you know i bought the uh bon Bon maman little jam and marmalade advent calendar which is so rogue because i don't think i can't remember the last time i've eaten jam and marmalade but (laughs) the concept of it 
was just amazing. And also I follow Emma Lord, who is the author of Tweak You. I follow her on Instagram and she did like a, a daily jam on toast situation when she had Mm -hmm. it and so I want to do that on Instagram so I've got that one then I saw that Tony's chocolate have you ever seen the Tony's Tony's chocolate Chocolate only yeah Tony's chocolate only I got their advent calendar because it's so expensive that chocolate and some of the Mm -hmm. flavors are really cool but I don't want to buy the whole bar because I don't ever like it whereas that advent calendar's got them all in and such a great chance to try them yeah yeah so I've got that one and then Ben's parents both us both but wait, what happened there? Ben's parents bought us both, very kindly, uh, the limp one, which is the one that my nice. mum used to get me every year and it's so nostalgic. So now I feel like I can't get any more, otherwise it's yeah, out of control. I mean, I suppose if you got a tea one, it kind of balances out the food ones, but yeah. Equally, but every time, every time I like drink a, a cup of tea, of you, yeah. Yeah, I just, every time I drink something that isn't Yorkshire biscuit tea, I'm like, this is nice, but it's not Yorkshire biscuit tea. Yeah, see, you're very specific about your tea, and you're not as much of a tea drinker, whereas I yeah. love tea, and also I love trying all the different ones, especially festive ones. So that's what I've got yeah. currently. However, the Bon Maman jam one has been catching my eye, because I do have jam on toast, or jam on crumpets, yeah, or you jam have on it a lot. everything, quite often. Um, even, like, jam in porridge, oh, it's delicious. So I think I could make some good use of that, that calendar. Um <laughs> Then also I saw Pip and Nut, who are a oh, nut butter company. One. They it's not a nut butter one, but it's like a nut butter cup one. So you know, like Reese's oh, that's cups, cool. but yeah. like theirs. So that one caught my eye. Also, and then usually my dad will get me like just the general moo free advent calendar. Nice as well. Um, so I'm relying on Steve to get me that. Um, so. <laughs> I feel um, like yeah. there are so many advent calendars that are like not food related, but clearly we've gone down the food and drink route and I love that for us. Yeah, I mean like that's to me, I wouldn't feel as excited to open up like a beauty advent calendar. I know some people love that, but like yeah. for me, I think I want to have an advent calendar that I can taste. Whether that is drink or food, I just think it's yeah. nice to like open it up and taste it. When I was younger, my mum would always have like she had like a fill your own one. Um Oh, I love that. So we only got one every three days because I had two siblings. So you had to alternate, which maybe that's why they didn't have any more children after my little sister, because, you know, then the the, uh, multiples of three would have been off. Um, No, wait, that's not right. Is 24 not a multiple of three? Wait, is it? No, wait. Eight, yeah, 16, 24, it is. It is. <laughs> I panicked then. I was like, am I sounding the same? You look uh, humiliated <laughs> in that moment. <laughs> I was, but now I'm right. Okay, so it is a multiple of three, whereas if there would have been a fourth child, then would have been yeah. chucked right out the window. I suppose it's four and 24. Leave, like, is let's it stop six, them. 12, <laughs> <laughs> Anyway. So I think we but, can conclude that your parents' choice of children was not based on advent calendars, which is a shock to us all. I know. But yeah, so we would, she'd fill it with Quality Street. Um, my favourite ones to receive were the, like, either soft caramel barrel or, like, the fudge. Ooh, a caramel um, bile. Like a bile? purple one. <laughs> a caramel bile, that's something entirely different. That's wrong. That's not right. Um, a big purple one, a green triangle, like all of them. Um, and I think my brother and sister both certainly my brother does he really liked the like disgusting toffee pennies and like the yeah see that's a wrong one i noticed that the new 
going back to festive drinks, Costa's festive drinks are all based on the Quality Streets. So they've got yes. like the purple one. Can't remember any, any of the others. But the <laughs> new one this year is Toffee Penny. And I'm like... Like as a drink company, like as a drink flavour, I don't think toffee is a bad flavour. But the texture, I'm like, I want to leave Christmas with all my teeth intact. That's all I'm asking for. <laughs> so I just don't think that that's the one for me. Um, but yeah, I do think having like a, a fill your own advent calendar is a really nice thing. And I always looked forward to that. But then I had the best of both going back to divorced parents because at my dad's house, we would have just like a general, you know, like open advent calendar. And I yeah. do think the satisfaction of piercing the foil is oh, uncomparable. Yeah. So and then taking out the chocolate and being like, "What on earth is that meant to be?" <laughs> Literally, um, it's such a fun time. So I can't wait. Advent, for that. I really Advent calendars always take me back to the days of the Zoella Christmas vlogs when <laughs> Zoe and Alfie used to do like make your own advent calendars for each other mm-hmm. with gifts. Like, I think Vlogmas Zoella's Vlogmas really just gets me in the Christmas mood. I might have to rewatch. A I do the all the ones. time, yeah. yeah. As soon as it gets to, like, July, I'm like, better put on some vlogmas. Um, <laughs> so, so, on yeah. that note of, like, watching things, in the absence of us for the next few weeks, while we get the next season of the podcast ready together, <laughs> people might have that one hour a week gaping hole in their lives. So, yeah. do we want to end the season on any book, podcast, TV, movie recommendations that we have? Okay, so books what are they <laughs> literally i couldn't recommend you a book if i tried it's been so long since i finished one so <laughs> um booktuber who <laughs> i know i mean that's a lie i've read it but i talked about that last week and then yeah I feel like it i've been reading a lot of jane austen for my austen read along and then not a lot of anything else so would recommend jane austen big fan um but yes yeah, so <laughs> that's that I haven't been listening to any podcasts. Um, oh, actually, I tell a lie. I listened to a podcast this week. It was one episode. and There is a vegan YouTuber who lives in Hawaii called Ellen Fisher. And she has, like, the most perfect, um, like, she's got four kids. Her and her husband have, like, this really beautiful house. And they, like, grow loads of food in Amazing. their garden. And I just love watching their life. Um, and she recently started a podcast where she's talking about some, like, quite, like, I guess emotive topics like she's diving into like big questions and stuff and one that she did so she is like a vegan of like over 10 years and she's very passionate about you know being vegan and how you could be healthy all of her pregnancies were fully vegan all of her children have been vegan so all of that stuff but she has a friend who is um like an advocate of like eating uh, animal products like obviously a lot of people eat animal products but this person really believes that that's like important for health and all of that kind of stuff so they had like a, a discussion of you know, vegan versus animal products from a, like, health and ethics point of view. And I found that really interesting. So that is the Ellen Fisher podcast. And aside from that, I've just really been watching Grey's Anatomy, my rewatch, Private Practice, which is the Grey's Anatomy spin-off featuring Dr. Addison Montgomery, big fan. And then also <laughs> um, Made in Chelsea, which is currently on TV. Amazing. I need to catch up with Made in Chelsea. I only watched the first one, and I think because it didn't wow me, like, I haven't delved The first episode never in. wows. You've got to give it a chance, Yeah, you know? I need to sit down and, like, devote a lot of time to catching up on Made in Chelsea. In yes. terms of book recommendations, 
I posted on Instagram about this that I really thought October was going to be the month but I didn't finish a single <laughs> month for the first time in like three years um, but then in the final week I read three books they were all amazing and I'm going to keep this brief so the first one I can't <laughs> remember whether I mentioned it in one of our last episodes was the new Sophie Kinsella release did I mention it? it was I can't remember The Party Crasher I think that's the name I of it I don't think you did Such, no. you know when you read something and instantly you know it's going to be a comfort read that's what that felt like. Such nice. a warm hug in a book. Then I reread Olive by Emma Gannon, which is kind of... I love the um, cover of that book. A, oh, it's such a nice cover, isn't it? It's a contemporary story about this woman and her group of friends as they all approach this period of life where motherhood seems to be, in whatever form it affects you, like the main thing that everyone's talking about. And mm-hmm. it really delves into what happens when you don't want kids and everyone around you seems to, or it seems to be the focus of everything and how right. that structures your life. Such, such a good book. Like, honestly, I bought the book even though I'd read it as an ebook because I just knew I loved it that much. Amazing. And then last weekend, so a few days ago, in one day, I just sat down and read Songs of Ursa Major, which is kind of marketed as like, it's a bit like Daisy Jones and the Six by Taylor mm-hmm. Jenkins Reid. Um, and it's this fictionalized retelling, or not a retelling, a fictionalized version of Joni Mitchell and James Taylor, who apparently had a love affair, which oh. I didn't know about, but it was Fair. very interesting. I love kind of 70s, 60s and 70s kind of like music scene fiction that is loosely mm-hmm. based on real life. I find it so interesting and that is so niche but i remember daisy jones and the six i watched that whole thing watched i read that whole thing in one evening too like Mm -hmm. clearly when i get one of those kind of books in my hands i just read it until it's done like it just really hooks me in so those three books just absolutely changed the game for me and actually finished october on a probably one of the most positive reading months i'd had all year which considering the first three weeks i didn't read a single thing Mm -hmm. is i would say a really positive conclusion for October. So that is my recommendation for if you want to get get a stack of November reading. Um, And yeah, Table Manners also came back with a new season, which I've said it before and I'll say it again. Table Manners is my favourite podcast and that has been a delight to listen to. Mm -hmm. So that is, as always, a podcast recommendation that I would like to give. And that is it for me for recommendations too. Amazing. Well, on that note, (laughs) this has been a bit chaotic, which is so us, so it seems only right to conclude the season this way. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this episode and the season in general. And as you mentioned at the beginning, we are so open to your feedback and requests for the next season. So thank you so much for listening as always. And we'll see you in a few weeks. See you soon.